2: Good morning, welcome to Friday's 11 to 1, Sinead Brazel here with you. The tragic death of Ashling Murphy has left the country reeling. There are a number of vigils taking place around the Northeast. I'm going to update you on all of that. We hear from students in Ashburn and Dundalk. They're presenting projects in the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition. Everything from a device designed to prevent forest fires to investigation into people's opinions on vaccinations. And Niall O'Brien will be here bringing us all the information on the latest movies, hitting cinemas and streaming in Real Reviews. WhatsApp and text lines are open 086 1800 658
1: 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kingscourt see gilmores.ie
2: The Fray How to Save a Life kicking us off this morning Good morning it is Fridays 11 to 1, Sinead Brazel here with you and thank you so much. I've seen them already here to my left, the streams of messages coming in on WhatsApp on 86 658 Thank you so much, I really will get to them, I promise you. I hope that you were doing well this morning. Um, I know an awful lot has happened in the last 24 hours and yesterday after the show I was so busy. And there was a lot of you reaching out to try and see what could be done. And you got in touch with me on Instagram, and you got in touch with me here and i really appreciate it and if i didn't reply to you i apologize because there was just (laughs) there was kind of an influx of this and but feel free do get in touch with me at sinead Brazzle lmfm on instagram i'm there you can get me there um i will i have seen the messages and i promise i will try my best to respond to everybody because when people take the time to message me it's it's you know I, i i feel that i need to respond um People will have heard me on Michael Reed's program, so there's maybe not much more to add to what was said on on Michael Reed's show this morning. Um, but what I would appeal to people to do is to uh, really go along to these vigils that are happening tonight and I know that uh, they're happening all around the country and I even saw one is happening I think in London as well so this is going beyond our Irish shores and it is really great to see this huge support for Ashling's family and for women generally Um, but it's also really telling of the level of anger that's being felt by people out there and um, we have a full detailed uh, list on lmfm.ie in our news section about the uh, various vigils that are happening. So I was uh, contacted yesterday by Aoife Bradley. Um, she very much wanted me to know. She was kind of one of the first people that reached out to me yesterday uh, she is in Navin and she has organised one uh, one of these vigils in Blackwater Park in Navin today at f- at 4pm. Uh, another one's going to happen in Drogheda at 4.30pm at the Ramparts. That's been organised, of course, by the by the Drogheda Dolls. The Drogheda Seroptimists have been in touch with me as well to say that they are organising one at St Peter's Steps as well tonight. Again, kind of around that four o'clock time. Um, there's also going to be one in Dundalk at the Market Square tomorrow, or sorry, today, sorry, today at 7pm. That's tonight at 7pm. And that's been organised by several local groups, including Dundalk for Change and Dundalk Outcomers as well. So that's happening in, in Dundalk at 7 tonight. tonight. Uh, where else have I got? RD uh, Municipal Districts, they have organised one for 4pm outside RD Library. Uh, there's also gatherings happening Betty's Beddystown Beach and on the Village Green in Delique. That's also at 4pm uh, today. And another has been organised in Kells, leaving uh, Park Re from 6.30pm. There's also going to be a vigil in Old Castle at 4 And there's one organised at Hope Castle and Castle Blaney in Monaghan from 4.30. Then another will be held in Trim Castle. That's on Saturday tomorrow at 4pm. So you're being asked to, you know, bring a candle uh, to each of the vigils uh, that that's happening, if there is any more that you know of that we haven't mentioned, please do reach out and get in touch with us here, uh, either on WhatsApp or text 086 1800 658. You can give us a call as well oh four one nine eight three two thousand. And as I said on Michael Reed's show, whilst it's great that these vigils are happening and it's a great message of solidarity. This can't be something that we just do now for one night. We need to address the wider issues on this and we need to ensure that this, you know, is an ongoing thing that's in the forefront of people's minds and it's not just kind of cast aside. Um, I'm going to be at the the ones And drada tonight and I know it's going to be very well attended. And what we need is that we need the men in our lives to come along with us tonight. We need you there to support us through all of this um, keep your comments coming in to me I will get to them 086 658 there's Coldplay and the Chainsmokers something like this you're listening to LMFM Sinead Brazel here with you till 1 Anton McCabe has sent me in a message on 086 658 thanks Anton Um, so he sent this he says mothers, fathers, men, women, boys and in particular girls we as a community cannot let the horrific death of the beautiful Aisling Murphy pass without showing a sign that we care for her and all the women taken from this world by vermin disguised as man I'm proposing that we as a community light a candle in a window at 8pm Saturday night and quench it at around 11pm to coincide with the number of years, so 2,300, yeah, to coincide with the number of years Ashling Murphy uh, lived. P.S. Please make sure you light the candle in a safe place. Yeah, and there's another message coming in uh, just maybe suggesting that people who can't make the vigil for whatever reason that uh, maybe if you'd like to maybe just light a candle in your window tonight or somewhere safe just to kind of remember Ashling and think about her family and uh, her community that are going through this horrific horrific situation at the moment um, I think that's a great idea it really is a great idea thank you so much for sending that in and um, I think that that's going to be what's going to give Ashling and her friends and family comfort to know that we are all Behind them, and I think it's a really nice thing to do. So that's a nice idea if you are not able to go along to the vigils that are happening around the uh, local area here. If you want to organise something, if you want to let us know about you know a vigil or anything that's happening maybe in your school or in uh, your local community, in the community centre, anything at all, we're well, happy to read it out 086 1800 658. I think we need a little bit of fun we do and on a Friday on this show I have a regular feature called the Friday Floor Filler and uh, we even have some music for it this week Friday Floor Filler uh, on 11 to
0: 1
2: I love it yes it is our Friday Floor Filler song Round about this time of the week, we just need to release the tension of everything that you know we've gone through over the week and we just kind of let loose on the dance floor. Now, that dance floor could be in your kitchen, your sitting room or whatever. And we have a bit of fun with this around about 12 o'clock. But to kind of get you in the humour for the Friday Floor Filler song, I have a little teaser of what our Friday Floor Filler song sounds like in reverse and normally you're very good at guessing the Friday Floor Filler song so here it is in reverse can we guess what my Friday Floor Filler song is today Oh that's an easy one That's an easy one this week I think Yeah yeah So if you think you know What my Friday floor filler song It's from 1996 That's a little hint for you 086-1800-658 There's Ed Sheeran Bad habits Want to dedicate that one to The gang at the North Coffee Company Where are they I hear you say Well they are in a big grey box You can't miss them Big grey box on the North Road in Drogheda and they popped up there a couple of months ago and they are brilliant. They're absolutely brilliant. They have amazing coffee and they sent me in some coffee this morning because I think they felt I needed it today after the week and everything else and they sent me in some goodies and I just wanted to say big big thank you to them I know they're a new business and they're starting out and um, we very much like to support business here local business on LMFM and particularly ones that are starting out so I want to wish them all the very best of luck and apparently they are launching uh, a new menu and uh, they very much are eager for customers to come down and enjoy some lovely coffee and treats and everything else so big shout out to them thank you so much for fueling me this morning on 11 to 1. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, wishing you guys all the very best to look as you start off in business. Um, now, uh, the students around the northeast. I mentioned them at the start of the week there on Wednesday. Uh, we were chatting about them because the BT Young Scientist and Technology competition is ongoing. And today is the day that they are going to get their final results of what's going on in this competition. So earlier on this morning, I caught up with students from Ashburn Community College and also St. Vincent Secondary School in Dundalk and they are presenting some very interesting projects in the BT Young Scientist Technology Competition. We'll bring you that interview just after these.
1: 11 to 1 on LMFM.
2: Join Paul McKenna... Students all over the country have presented projects at this year's BT Young Scientistic Technology Exhibition, and there are some really strong entries this year from students in the Northeast. Earlier this morning I caught up with students Matthew Feen and Aaron Maher, they're from Ashburn Community College, and Sarah Dorgan, Blonde Rafferty, and Shona Shah from St. Vincent Secondary School in Dundalk to discuss their projects. Matthew and his team, they focused on TOFAs. It's an outdoor fire alert system, which they hope will prevent against. Forest fires, and the students at Saint Vincent's investigates people's opinions on vaccinations through a survey. So, I started off by asking Matthew and Aaron where the idea for their project came from.
0: So, um, I suppose the idea came from um, currently there's a lot of problems going around the world uh, relating to forest fires, and there's been a large increase due to climate change. And um, we wanted to find a way that would be able to help mitigate the damage caused. Um, I suppose we. Uh, during our research, we found out that many fires, um, large fires, are caused by um, people are not detecting them soon enough. I suppose yeah. so. We wanted to help um, find them sooner, which would help the uh, to detect the fire brigade, and that would um, alert them that the fires are have it extinguished sooner, and overall just have reduced the damage caused.
2: Yeah, because, you know, as you have mentioned there, you know, we see this happening all over the world. You know, the bushfires in Australia happens pretty much nearly every year at this stage and the devastation that's caused is, is, is unbelievable. So how does something like this work then?
0: OK, so um, Aaron, would you like to say how it works? Yeah, so the device will uh, detect smoke um, in the area of where the fire has been located um, and Detect the smoke, alert the authorities where the smoke uh, has been detected, um, along with the uh, location of where the geo coordinates, um, and then action can then be taken. Um. Yeah. So uh, we spent a while um creating a device, and so basically how it works is once the smoke alarm is triggered, it'll send a signal to um a thing called an SMS box, and um, this basically will just send our little alert message to uh, any stakeholders who would need to know that there has been a fire detected within the area and this would aim to help evacuate people and help them just make them aware of what's going on i suppose
2: that is fascinating and like in terms of the actual device itself did it take long to make or is this kind of a hypothetical device that you've come up with
0: um we've Fully created the device ourselves, yeah. Um, it's all working perfectly. Um, we've been working on it from about I'd say September. Yeah, um, it's been a few months. Yeah, yeah, working on it.
2: And uh, th- like, I mean, I think that this is going to really be revolutionary. So, like, we're on day what three now of the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition. Have you guys met the judges yet, or has that still to come? Because I know you have to present something online and everything.
0: Um, yeah, we've uh, had four rounds of interviews. I think oh, yeah. wow. it's all finished now. But um, that was great. The judges were all really nice. They um, had great feedback, and yeah, we, um, we're pretty happy with how it all went.
2: Very good. So you're going to find out hopefully later on today how you actually got on. The prize giving and all of that will be given out. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, fingers crossed, I suppose. But um, there's all sorts of great projects all across the country. So whoever wins, it'll be well-deserved.
2: Well, this idea is fantastic. I can see this doing an awful lot of good. Whatever the outcome in BT Young Scientist, are you going to pursue it more? Are you going to develop it?
0: Um, Yeah, we definitely have um, plans for the future for it. Um, We'd like to continue to um, look into kind of a smart forest, would you uh, say? So um, just overall helping to protect um, forestry owner land and help reduce the amount of CO two released from fires as they'll be put out sooner.
2: Is science and technology then an area that you both might consider pursuing after school?
0: Um, personally, I'm open minded. Um, it's certainly an interesting area. Um, I wouldn't be able to say myself, but I'm going to do yes. But uh, yeah, no. For me, I think definitely I'll be uh, pursuing it in the future. Uh, I'm quite interested in all techie kind of things, uh, you could say
2: fantastic so you of have the plan in motion Aaron you know where you're, you're going Matthew the world is your oyster anyway don't be worrying don't be panicking yet about oh, yeah. what, you, what you want to be doing okay so I'm going to bring in the students from St Vincent Secondary School I have Sarah Dorgan Blondett Rafferty and Shona Sana on the line and uh, the idea for this project is really fantastic tell me first of all maybe we'll start with Sarah uh, tell us more about your project because you guys investigated people's attitudes towards vac vaccinations, isn't that
3: right? Yes, we did. Um our project is a comparison between people's attitudes toward this vaccination. and um, we wanted to do a statistical analysis into why people will take some vaccinations but not others.
2: Okay. And like this is you know, particularly now with with COVID and everything else that's going on, there's a lot of opinions flying around the place. There's a lot of people in the pro camp, there's a lot of people in the anti camp. You had to try and kind of stay neutral throughout all of this, Sarah I presume.
3: <laughs> yeah, we designed a survey that would kind of um, collect everybody's um, different opinions and um, analyze data in a way that was um, appropriate for everyone.
2: Okay, so keeping it as fair as possible. We'll bring in blonded blonded Rafferty worked on this as well with you. How are you doing, Blondid? Tell us about this, though. What kind of questions were on the survey?
3: Um, we kind of asked people questions that were, like, not biased. So it wasn't, like... Um, bias in any way and we kind of ask people like what vaccines have they received, have they received the coronavirus vaccine, Uh, do you think that vaccines should be mandatory and uh, where do you receive your information regarding
2: vaccines? Okay, interesting, very interesting. I'd say that revealed some amount of different kinds of results. So I'm really eager to hear what sort of, what way was it falling? Like, was there a majority that were pro or anti or can you reveal any of the findings to me?
3: Um, Yeah, I think it was 88.5% of people had gotten the vaccine. So I think the majority of people were for the vaccine. But we did have, uh, uh, I think we had uh, around, 14% 14% that have not received the COVID vaccine. Okay. Um, which is de- definitely interesting to find because it was a, like, it was a relatively good mix.
2: Okay. But
3: it was just all like, pro-vaccine, you know.
2: And uh, was, this just, was this survey just done within your own community or was it kind of around the world or how did it work?
3: Um, it was around the world. I think 76% of our respondents were Irish, but we did get people from different countries like America, and
2: canada and india i'm going to bring in your your colleague shona there this is really interesting because you're getting different opinions from all over the world so what did you guys learn from all of this uh
3: we learned that um well we got people from a lot of countries and we got lithuania china uh, france australia we got of countries and we learned that uh, our survey respondents didn't receive vaccinations due to um, uh, four main reasons. And they were because they believed that the COVID vaccine, there wasn't enough time and research put into it compared to other vaccinations. And they found that they were afraid of the dangerous side effects that they believed that the COVID vaccine caused. And some of the respondents were saying that they were too young to receive the COVID vaccine. And many people in the 21 to 30 age category believe that the COVID vaccine caused infertility and therefore they refuse to take it.
2: Okay, so a lot of kind of concerning data coming up with this. I mean, for you guys as scientists, obviously you are supporting the science, you're supporting the the findings there. So emotionally then, because I know (laughs) when it comes to this stuff, you have to kind of keep emotions at the door. But did it affect you guys emotionally when you saw the findings coming through?
3: We were certainly um, surprised um, at the data. A lot of people said, like over 20% of people who didn't receive a vaccine said they were afraid of needles. Okay. Um, which was definitely something that isn't, that talked about. And um, so, yeah, we were kind of, we, we felt surprised at that. And um, yeah.
2: And, and in terms of, say, the, you know, I suppose solutions, I mean, were, they, were the judges and the young scientists, I know you guys had to, you know, go through some rigorous interview stages and all of that. Were they asking you, like, what maybe could be done in terms of, you know, hopefully educating people?
3: Yeah, they said, like, if what would you say if you were going to present it to, like, the health minister? And we were just saying, like, I think, especially for the fertility one, I think you could just kind of do, like, educate people about it. And maybe just show that there mightn't be any risks, yeah certainly, and I think that I think there just needs to be more education and like debunking of like maybe myths that are said about the vaccine,
2: yeah, and you see. I don't think people realize as well that pretty much the 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 world's top scientists were all working on this vaccination, Do you know, there's yeah, there's a lot of misinformation, but this is really interesting this survey and I think it's a really important thing that you've done. I wish you all the best of luck with the competition. I know the judging's happening later on today. I have everything fingers and toes and everything crossed for you. I think the the projects that you're presenting are absolutely fantastic. Thank you all so much for joining me. Thank,
0: Thank you, you so much. much. Great, thanks for having having us. Great talking to you.
2: Matthew Feen and Aaron Marr from Ashburn Community College, Sarah Dorgan, Blonna Rafferty, and Shona Shah from St. Vincent Secondary School in Dundalk. Wishing them all the best of luck in the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition and the results will be revealed later on so we'll just watch this space on how they get on but no doubt they will. They're, they're fantastic students, fantastic bunch, great chatting to them earlier on. Now going to take a quick break. After that we're going to the Northeast Update which is the year of my birth.
1: 11 to one on LMFM. LM.
2: LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building, or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 Temperatures out there five to eight degrees. Sunset is at 4:34 p.m. Sunrise tomorrow, 8 34 a.m. On this day in 1984, Madonna first sings holiday on American Bandstand. And today is International Kite Day, a great thing to do with the kids, by the way. If there's enough wind out there, you need a good L breeze there now if there's a kite flying going on. But a great activity to do. Kite Flying Day. LMFM Northeast Update. LMFM radio playing the best of Irish music There's the script for the first time News at 12 is on the way And after that Niall O'Brien is here talking movies The Ricky Gervais series Afterlife series 3 is up for discussion And a new movie called Belfast Plus we'll have our Friday floor filler Not one of you guessing it right today Still to come on eleven to one. Niall O'Brien will be with us for real reviews. He's going to be discussing Rickard Gervais' series Afterlife and a new movie Belfast. They're up for discussion. Plus, we have our Friday floor filler song, and it's going to take you right back to nineteen ninety six. Eleven to one on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See Gilmore's.ie. L-M. On air, online, on your smart speaker. This is LMFM. You're listening to 11 to 1. That's Adele. Set fire to the rain. OK, I think we need a little bit of help. We need a bit of help for our Friday floor filler song. Um, People are stumped today by this. If you missed it the, earlier on in the programme, I played it in reverse for you just to give you a little bit of a clue as to what I'm going to play very shortly for you. Uh, here it is again in reverse. Can you guess my Friday floor filler? I think towards the end, it's a big clue there. It was a song that was released, uh, sorry, it was released initially in 1994, then re-released in 1995 and it topped the UK singles chart uh, that May and it was uh, UK's 40th biggest single, a selling single of 1995 and it went straight to number one in uh, the, the US as well. It was kind of a sleeper hit on pop radio, but it is kind of up there as being the biggest 90s dance anthems of all time and it's By Living Joy from their album Don't Stop Moving that's all I'm going to give you see if you can guess what the Friday Floor Filler song is whilst we check in with the world of celebrity and the buzz the Buzz on LMFM With the Crown Plaza Dundalk Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar And conference rooms Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people The Thecrownplazadundalk.ie Has it all Hi I'm Hannah The third and final season of Afterlife is out on Netflix now It's the most watched British comedy of the decade and follows a man who's grieving the death of his wife Star and creator of the show Ricky Gervais tells the buzz it's a bittersweet goodbye
1: It's bittersweet but you've got to end it sometime and uh, it makes sense to go on You've set up all the characters It's gone down a tree but I think it's right artistically to end it
2: Sing 2 is coming to cinemas on the 28th of January It has an all-star lineup including Reese Witherspoon, Scarlett Johansson, and Matthew McConaughey. Matthew tells us what audiences can expect to see from the movie.
1: Seeing two, there's a lot more of me as Buster on the ropes, just hanging on by a thread, just trying to survive. Not thriving, surviving. And holding water until I get some help from my friends and we all come together and pull off the coup and put the show on. It's another great thing about Buster, he's a hustler which is a side of me that I like to tap into with him. Sometimes you gotta break a few rules to pull it off.
2: Summer Montes Fulham says she's sick of dating liars. The ex-girlfriend of the Great British Bake Off's Paul Hollywood told Bobby Norris she's constantly disappointed by men. Anyone that I do date just are just so disappointing. And I know that sounds really like, oh my God, but it really is. They've either got secret girlfriends,
4: living double lives, uh, or just not telling the truth, or just control freaks. And I don't want any of the above.
2: I'm I'm sick of liars. I don't need more lies. That's The Buzz. I'm Hannah. (laughs) The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Crown Plaza Dundalk.ie has it all.
1: Friday Floor Filler. On 11 to 1.
2: Oh, you're getting it now. Yes it is live and joy I think gave you a big massive clue didn't it <laughs> all the messages are flooding in now in 0861800658 ok this is the portion of the week where we just stop what we're doing we forget everything that's going on and we just let loose and have a bit of a bop here it is live and joy it's our Friday floor filler am I dreamer am what a tune live and joy dreamer that was our Friday floor filler thank you so much for all your messages <laughs> loving them coming in on 086 one eight we needed that we need that little bop on a Friday we do and uh, next week I'll have another classic Friday floor filler song for you by the way if you want me to play anything if there's anything that you you just kind of go this is the song that had me run into the dance floor I just love it and I don't hear it on the radio much anymore get in touch with me I'm always looking for suggestions I'm annoying them all in here going what'll I do it's a Friday floor filler song and I have to actually say thanks to Brian Farley because he was my victim this week I was like what'll I play what'll I play and he gave me some great suggestions but if you have one that you'd love me to play 086 1800 658 now we are going to be talking movies with Niall O'Brien next in Real Reviews
1: 11 to 1 on LMFM. LMFM's Real Reviews Sponsored by Omniplex Cinemas The best place to see the biggest blockbuster movies In Drahada, Dundalk and Balbriggan
2: Yes it is Friday Which means movies And Niall O'Brien is on the line How you doing Niall? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Not doing too badly
4: now. Good. And um, yeah, it can be a it can be a long old month, January, but we're nearly halfway there. We are.
2: Yeah. Silver lining in all of this. Yes. yes. And another little bit of a silver lining is that we have tickets. We have tickets to Omniplex movies to give away to you today. And uh, this is all a part and parcel of our mystery voice competition, isn't that right?
4: That's right, our regular segment, Who's That Talking Now?, where if you can identify the voice of the mystery actor or filmmaker or director this week as well, we will give you a pair of tickets to Omniplex Cinema.
2: Okay, thanks to our friends in Omniplex Cinemas. Uh, We do have the pair of tickets up for grabs for a movie of your choice. So you can go to any of the venues in the northeast. They have the Omniplex Deluxe venue in Drogheda, Omniplex in Dock and Omniplex in Balbriggan. See the biggest and best blockbusters on the big screen and you can check out omniplex.ie for all of the details on booking and your screen times. And you've got me a little bit stumped now. Normally I have a little bit of a, a sneaky listen to the mystery voice before we play it and I'm thinking ah oh, he's probably going to do this in my head but now i'm going <laughs> you've said something that's thrown a curveball so i've no oh, okay. clue do we well, need a clue or, or i are you think it's enough?
4: fairly it's fairly easy okay. People, regular listeners will know that it's always somebody that we're talking about in the segment so and i've picked a, a, a segment of this person talking particularly about The film that they're making. So I think it's very simple.
2: Okay. Who is this talking now, please? Answers to 086 1800 658.
1: Well, I'm from there. I was born in Belfast and I lived there till I was nine. And the story of the film is really about something that happened to me when I was nine years old.
2: (laughs) Oh. Oh. You're not not
1: getting
4: it?
2: Okay. I'm I'm not getting it, but that's just maybe my brain is really slow today now. Right. Well, maybe if
4: you listen listen to Let's what listen I'm to talking the, about <laughs> <to you. laughs>
2: no it's there like I know I like I know who it is but I can't i can't the name is not coming to me um, oh, okay, okay but look at, we will as the time goes on we will figure it out 086 1800 658 for people who are firing on all cylinders <laughs> today who do we think that's talking in, in the clip there okay so getting down to it and we are going to be talking about a movie called Belfast which I very quickly googled and um this looks interesting now and it's kind of a semi-autobiographical movie isn't it?
4: It is yes so this is Belfast it's a movie based on Kenneth Branagh's own experience (laughs) growing up as a nine year old (laughs) in Belfast (laughs) and the film is shot in black and white and it begins we follow young buddy who's essentially the surrogate for Kenneth Branagh and he's enjoying a fairly idyllic life playing on the streets of Belfast in 1969 he's got a a dustbin lid as a shield he's got a a wooden sword that he's made he's fighting dragons um, and he's living kind of surrounded by extended family cousins and in his own words Branagh talks about his upbringing. He he was surrounded by family and cousins and anyone that he wasn't related to, he went to school with. So everybody knew him. So... Uh, as I say, this is Buddy, played by Jude Hill. He lives in North Belfast. It's a largely Protestant district, but still with some Catholic families uh, living in, in the neighbourhood. And he lives there with his older brother, Will, played by Lewis McCaskey, and his ma, played by Katrina Balfe, who is brilliant in this film, mm. and his pa, played by Jamie Dornan, who all memories of Wild Mountain Time are forgotten, okay. his performance in <laughs> this, because he's so good. But he spends a lot of time away in England uh, during the week working as a, on the sites as a joiner. Buddy's childhood uh, idyllic life is suddenly turned upside down because rioters invade the streets and trash the houses of the Catholic inhabitants. And as things escalate, Buddy's parents have to make a very tough decision about the future of their family, while poor Buddy just has to carry on with his life, which... Pretty much at this stage just involves football, cinema and unrequited pining for a girl in his class. We have a clip here yeah. where Buddy goes along to his granny, played by Judy Dench, and his granddad, played by Kieran Hines, for advice on how he might actually win the affection of Catherine, the brainy girl in his class who he's obsessed with. Be
0: careful what you wish
1: for. Is that the Minister of the Wee Mission says? Well, your next chance...
0: We have to do a project about the moon landing.
1: What well, did those boys not come back from that?
0: They did. now we have to cut things out of the papers and explain how they got there. If they did get there, they did get to the moon. It's not what it says here. God doesn't like it. And I watched every night too that they were up there. And how did I never see Mike Collins in the mothership doing his orbit? Surely you would have seen the sheep of Columbus against the light of the moon.
1: No, that's because mostly he was on the dark side.
0: Exactly, it's the side that Lucifer hangs his chalet. No,
1: he was on the dark side of the moon most of the time where we couldn't see him. You know, when he was doing his orbit and then maybe, you know, just before he was due to come round the corner, you had to go in for your teeth.
0: If I could come up with something smart about that, maybe I could step at the top desk and wait till she gets back there.
1: You could say the moon's made of green cheese and drop
0: down. A or you could Enjoy. do the project together, you and the young lady. You get the same marks and maybe end up on the same seat together. But how do you even talk to her?
1: I do you handle oh. a woman? There's a way, said the wise old
2: man. <coughs> a way known by every woman
1: since the whole
4: rigmarole.
2: I love it brilliant I really think this is going to be a fantastic movie what What did you make yeah, of it? Yeah and
4: there, there's a Oscar buzz around yeah. it and I think rightly so um, uh, I really enjoyed watching it uh, Judy Dench and Ciarán Hines there as the grandparents they're you know they're one part of a film that has a lot of great things to talk about but I really loved their performances there she's reading People's Friend which I remember <laughs> my granny reading as well and obviously People's Friend must have thought that they didn't land on the moon because she's kind of saying did they even go to the moon? Oh listen, God didn't like it. God didn't
2: like it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she's echoing a lot of sentiment there. I'm sure that was going around (laughs) at the time.
4: And and Hines is great and the young actor uh, Jude Hill is fantastic and uh, he has to really carry a lot of this movie because it is all from his perspective it's from his point of view it's from his it through his eyes if you like it's such a warm and tender film it's so well written it's masterfully acted and it's shot beautifully in black and white apart from when the young buddy and his family go to visit the cinema or the theatre and then we see things in glorious technicolour. Oh, I And Brana has said, yeah, yeah Brana has said about, you know, as a child, he was obsessed with three things, football, this girl in his class called Catherine and the cinema and theatre. <laughs> and it's a really good visual way of kind of seeing uh, the magic as a child when, when you do go to see these, they go to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and they think that they're actually going to fall off the cliff when the car Brilliant. is going over the cliff, you know. Um, now, I would say some people might see it as maybe overly sentimental Mm. and that it doesn't really it doesn't have any of the anger or despair that we might have seen in other dramas about Northern Ireland and the troubles at this time. But, you know, there is a spoonful of sugar in this and it is from the point of view of a child through the prism of this young boy's understanding of what's going on. And I think as well, it is fullest and richest in those scenes like the one that we just heard mm. that are not really related to the to the troubles and it's just about a young boy growing up. But like I say this film has such emotional generosity and wit and it does, you know, it asks a lot of, you know it does, it does have a, a kind of a deeper depth of especially like this young family deciding what are they going to do? You know, are they going mm. to pack up and leave the only life that they've known in order to have a better life for their children, and Brana himself has said his life would have gone a completely different way if they decided to stay in in Belfast. Um, or you know, are they going to kind of break out and and try and, and get a better life for, for their kids? Well, so do, I mean, you know,
2: I think that there's enough movies out there as well about the hard hitting kind of uh, yeah. troubles that that's gone on. And like you say, they they you know they get away with this spoonful of sugar because it is through the eyes of, of the kid. I can mention as well that all of the people that are messaging in are completely one. 110% clued into the mystery voice today <laughs> as opposed to me. So well done, people. Keep them coming in on 086-1800-658. And they were even more clued in before you launched into your spiel there. So they were clued okay. in and they were listening to the clue. So don't mind well, me Well, I've
4: always said it. Our listeners are, um, they are very clued in. Yes. They are very intelligent fans of cinema. You, not so much. I'm not <laughs> sure
2: about you. Uh, so moving swiftly on, Belfast is getting a thumbs up. What about this now? A lot of, it popped up there in the in the uh, showbiz news. We're talking Ricky Gervais and Afterlife season three. That's right. Now, um,
4: this has just dropped today, so I haven't had a chance to see it. This is the third and final series of Afterlife, the Ricky Gervais comedy uh, streaming on Netflix, which he writes and directs and stars as a character called Tony. Uh, if people have seen the first season, I don't think it's a spoiler to say he's a man who had a fairly idyllic life with his, with his wife Lisa until she passed away from cancer and after her death he kind of changed. Uh, he contemplated taking his life but decided that he would rather live long enough to punish the world by saying and doing whatever he likes basically. Yeah. So a bit like Ricky Gervais he just goes around kind of telling people exactly what he thinks. Um, so yeah um, you know, I, uh, the, this is the third and final season, mm. as I say. This has uh, been more of a... I, I, I wasn't too keen on the first season. Oh, um, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I kind of felt it was more... It, this this uh, season or this, this series, I think, um, vacillates between uh, very cynical and very emotional mm. or very sentimental. Do you know what I mean? But I think this... Third season without having seen it, it seems to be the end of an arc of a character. So I'm I'm definitely going to uh, watch it and see what I think of it. We have a clip here. Yep. This one certainly skews more towards the sentimental than the cynical.
2: Okay, here we go. Well, it's just
4: a discussion. Don't know what God is exactly, but I believe in something. Vague. Well we obviously go somewhere.
1: I wish i hadn't teased her about there not being an afterlife now I think she wanted to believe in like heaven and angels and stuff I hope she wasn't wasn't scared
2: There are angels, they don't have wings and live in clouds they wear nurses uniforms and work hard to pay the rent on their houses if you want to be an angel you've got to do it when you're alive, be good, do good things
3: I don't want you to worry don't worry about me just worry about you yeah be be happy
2: be kind be tony oh my god you're killing me with that clip today
4: i think have, oh have the tissues ready i think yeah. i have to be honest with you that's from the trailer. And there was another clip I was going to use, but there's a lot of unsuitable for radio language in this series as yes. well. So I kind of <laughs> went, I had to go for something a bit more uh, sentimental and emotional. But uh, no, like I say, I think um, I, I I wasn't as keen on the first series. I'm going to rewatch it. I'm going to yeah. rewatch all three of them now with the, with the release of this. And I, I do think looking at the trailer, it looks like this is a, a story that he's He's telling over three series, you know, so I I think I'll enjoy it more than I did maybe the first time around.
2: Okay. so Afterlife season three, it is on Netflix now. And as always, you have some great TV movie recommendations for the weekend. Kicking off tonight on TG Cahar, 10 past nine with a Western.
4: With one of the best Westerns ever made. 1957's High Noon, directed by Fred Zinneman and starring Gary Cooper and Grace Kelly. People will know this. This stars Gary Cooper as a Marshal Will Kane who's about to leave the small town of Hadleyville with his new bride, Amy, played by Grace Kelly, when he learns that a a criminal, Frank Miller, has been set free and he's coming on the train to seek revenge. So this is... John Wayne famously doesn't like this Western because it involves (laughs) Gary Cooper's character going around looking for help from the townspeople and they all kind of turn their back on him. Um, But... It all works out in the end. It, it is a classic of, of Western cinema. So, you know, uh, 10 past nine tonight on TG4.
2: Lovely. And what have you got next for us there on your well, list tonight? Or tomorrow night, isn't it? Saturday no, night, it is yeah. tonight. Uh,
4: sorry, I, I think it is tonight. OK. I think. Um, uh, and it is um, Half Nine on RT2, The Light Between Oceans I from haven't 2016. Heard of this now. Yeah, so this is Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. Now, they I don't know if they still are a couple. They were a couple. They oh, met yeah, they on this. Are, yeah. still. I, think they, I think they're married. OK, they're yeah, still, yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. So they play a, a, a married couple as well. Tom uh, is Michael Fassbender. He's a World War One veteran who maintains a lighthouse off the shore of Australia with his wife, Isabel, played by Alicia Vikander. And she's desperate to have a baby. And basically, her prayers are answered when a baby washes up on the shore in a rowboat. Uh-huh. So they kind of adopt this baby and then, you know, things get complicated then after that. So I've not seen it, but I heard it's a fantastic film and it looks beautiful as well. Uh, so that's 9.30 tonight, I think, on RT2. And then uh, on RT2 on at five past nine uh, on Saturday night is 1995's Heat. Oh, listen, enough said. De Niro, yes. Pacino together in an absolute classic. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the best crime thrillers Heist movies of all time. Fantastic performances. People forget as well, you've got a great cast there. Val Kilmer is in there Natalie Portman is in yeah. there as well. Like it is a brilliant movie directed by Michael Mann. And then uh, on Sunday uh, in the afternoon at 3.40, Memphis Bell from 1990 I don't know if you've seen this one no never seen it no. okay this is a great film this is uh, a World War 2 movie directed by Michael Caton Jones stars Matthew Modine Eric Stoltz a whole cast of people and it's about the crew members of a B-17 bomber an American bomber stationed in the UK who go off on their final mission to German to Germany um, to drop their bombs it, it's a really good John Lithgow is in there as well oh. as a colonel it's it's a great kind of old fashioned movie but yet it was made in the 90s
2: okay so that's and, on- on Sunday and also that evening I think people will know this one, this is a great one
4: yeah it is. Yeah, it's a bit gentler I think than all the other uh, picks. This is Hampstead. Uh, it stars Brendan Gleeson and Diane Keaton and it's based on the true story about um Donald who basically has kind of taken over a part of Hampstead Heath uh, to make a little house for himself and he's been there for years and years and he gets involved in a relationship with Emily, an American widow who lives in a kind of posh apartment that um she also kind of can't afford and it's a, it's it's you don't often see I think a romantic comedy with people of this age group yep. and I think it is lovely and two great actors as well who better than Brenda Gleeson and Diane
2: Keaton Oh I know what I'm watching on a Sunday night at <laughs> nine o'clock to just ease myself It's a lovely yeah. it's a lovely Sunday movie it is, Sunday it is it is a nice one yeah Okay put them out of their misery I think they're all getting it right anyway on 0861800658 Who is our mystery voice this week? It was, of course, Sir Sir Kenneth Branagh himself. It was indeed. We'll pick a winner very, very shortly. Niall, as always, thank you so much for joining us. We'll chat to you next week.
1: Talk to you next week. Bye. 11 to 1 on LMFM.
2: LM, LM. LMFM Radio, you're listening to Sinead Brazel. I'm here with you till 1. That's Mary with the four of us. I got a lovely gif, a kind of a a dancing bear gif sent in to me by Bernie Farley thank you so much Bernie uh, she says this was me dancing to you know the Friday floor filler song this is what I like to see coming in on 086 658 thank you so much for that uh, now I do have some jobs on my job search today but first it's time to check in with Ayn Crack. Anish, a crack LMFM. baby, baby, where did our love go?
0: Shini
4: and into be your fans are Aaron Law show. So we'll time, Diana Ross, and the Supremes. Then yearnach, at the Frontier Hotel, Vegas. We we'll the is Rahula, in the 60s. the Elvis, August and the Beatles, and wine, in the chart dominance. and we'll the Barry Gordy, Diana in the if Dreamgirls was the same, it was the same. If she was a fan hit, Where Did Our Love Go?, but it for the five straight number ones for the first "Damn Me. The five number ones was Flo Ballard and she was the one who was the one Supremes. Crackin' on Ain Crack or
2: LMFM. Diana Ross and the Supremes there in Ain Crack. Now, if you are on the job hunt today, I have a couple here for you. Meath County Council requires an executive planner and a technician grade one uh, to apply for these positions. You can check out current vacancies on the Meath County Council website for details and an application form. Sevens, cabs and coach hired and dock requires the following uh, positions to be filled. A bus driver for school runs with a D light a mechanic, you must have diagnostic experience. If interested, you can email info at sevens.ie. So info at sevens.ie. All of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie. <laughs> There's Counting Crows with Vanessa Carlton, big yellow taxi on your station, LMFM. I had an adventure yesterday, a little bit of adventure in, in, in between everything that was going on for me yesterday afternoon. My son comes into me, he's five, and he says, Mam, mam, quick, quick, come and look what I've found. So out I go to where he's playing just down the way in a neighbour's house, and he has found the most adorable, little bit scruffy, little bit worse, to, worse for wear, kitten. Of course he has. <laughs> now What? And of course, I'm a big softie and probably need my head checked as well. Uh, so I go and I get a little tin of tuna and a little bit of milk. And of course, I start coaxing this thing out from under a car. I'm sure it's starving, starving. I'd say it's about, looks to be maybe about eight weeks or something. And uh, I says, right, OK, it was absolutely freezing last night. And because I'm a softie, I said, OK, we enlisted the help of my neighbours. We kind of coaxed it out and managed to kind of pick it up and it's now currently in my shed and my son now thinks that we have a new kitten and uh, I don't know how, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what to do about this. And do you know what he says to me? He says, ma'am when I saw her little face, I think it's a girl, mom when I saw her little face I just started to cry and I says oh he knows how to tug at his mum's heartstrings that's for sure. So I don't know. I I think um I look at I'll probably have to. He definitely has to have a trip to a vet anyway. That's for sure. He looks a little bit worse for wear. He's in the shed, loving his life now. I'd say because he's uh, getting fed and he's warm and he's uh, got some nice water there and everything else to drink. Uh, so I'll have to. I don't know if Draw Animal Rescue or <laughs> any rescue centres are listening. Please give me some advice on this. I don't know. We already have a cat. You see, we have a rescue cat that I told you about. We got her around this time last year and her name is Tess and she's amazing and she doesn't like other cats. Hence why the little kitten cat is in the shed. But there you go. That was my little bit of drama yesterday with my son and I'm saying all morning, I'm like, look, we don't have two cats. We'd Like, you know, that little kitten, some other little boy or girl could be like devastated looking for this kitten. So, you know, we have to put out an appeal and we have to do things right. And we have to take it to the vet and we have to have a chat, mommy and daddy. Sure, so, of course husband comes home little fella tells him and he says so do we have two cats now and I'm like oh Jimmy, you're supposed to back me up with this so anyway I'll keep you updated on the kitten situation as the weekend goes on I'll keep you go, keep you posted on this but look as I'm saying um, if anyone's in the market for a kitten maybe hit me up on that one as well uh, now quick break and after that I've got music from Niall Horan for you
1: 11 to 1 on LMFM L-M- on LMFM
2: Nadine Care you're in RD you are getting our Omniplex tickets today it was of course Kenneth Brana, the Mystery Voice and next week we'll have more uh, Omniplex tickets to give away to you now that is our lot on the show for today thank you so much for all of your messages and your company all week hope you have a nice weekend stay safe chat to you Monday
1: 11 to 1 on LMFM LMFM